This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, February 2nd, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. American auto manufacturers and many members of Congress want to punish Japan for devaluing its currency relative to the dollar. But such a move by Japan makes U.S. consumers wealthier and lowers prices for inputs for other U.S. manufacturers. Dan Pearson, a senior fellow in trade policy studies at the Cato Institute, talks about the policy and politics of so-called currency manipulation. Some U.S. manufacturers that compete with imported products have been concerned that other countries may at times consciously reduce the value of their currency relative to the dollar, which allows those countries to sell products at lower prices into the United States. And when those products compete with U.S. firms, then there is political pressure here to do something about it. A point that our trade guys make all the time is that more than half by value of the stuff Americans import is stuff that Americans use to make stuff to sell to Americans. Right. And that, that, so, it, I mean, what what are what's an competitive good to one business might be an a godsend another, and right? an input to another business. So I guess how do the politics of this sort out when you've got uh, so much value that's being delivered to the United States uh, through imports? That That's one of the points that I think is just not well understood in the current debate. Uh, the American economy actually benefits quite a bit when another country makes a decision to sell us stuff at a relatively low value. Uh, you have so, so many products that we don't produce in this country that come in from overseas. Think of coffee and most shoes and T-shirts, things that are used by all families in this country, but disproportionately some of the uh, uh, lower income uh, families are, they, they spend a disproportionate amount of their income on some of those basic goods. So. Uh, we, uh, we as a country benefit a lot from that. And as you said, many manufacturers uh, import at least some percentage of the inputs to what they're producing. So uh, the, the gains to the United States when a country makes the decision to devalue its currency actually can be very significant. Let's clarify what Japan is uh, hinting at, which is reducing the value of its currency relative to the dollar, which means any given dollar can purchase more stuff in Japanese currency. And that allows Americans to buy more uh, American manufacturers that depend on inputs to buy more as well. Right. And of course, over the past year, Japan actually has uh, reduced the value of its currency as one of the as a consequence of efforts by the Abe government to uh, reinvigorate the economic activity in that country. A point that is not well understood is that the United States already has a policy framework in place for dealing with imports that cause problems for U.S. manufacturers. We have our trade remedy laws, which allow companies industries in the United States who believe they have been hurt by imports that are unfairly priced to bring anti-dumping or countervailing duty cases. Now, those, uh, as an economist, I can say that they leave a lot to be desired. The, the policy is is relatively protectionist. It doesn't consider the, the needs of downstream users of the product. But setting that aside, it is a targeted procedure for dealing with 
imports that are troubling U.S. manufacturers. My view is far better that we should rely on trade remedies to address import-related problems than to try to put general currency manipulation provisions into trade agreements. So trade promotion authority, which is something Republicans, frankly, are a lot more likely to give to this president than Democrats uh, were. Um, some Republicans are trying to put these currency manipulation mandates into uh, any trade promotion authority that they would give to President Obama. That's correct. Both Republicans and Democrats, some of them, have come out in support of including provisions in the TPA legislation that, that would give authority to negotiate. Uh, and that the, the hope of the of many of them would be that there would be some ironclad provisions in the trade agreement that would punish a country that allows its currency value to fall relative to the dollar. All of this goes to specific industries that depend critically on not facing uh, a, a lot of foreign competition, and they're willing to invest a great deal in politicians in order to maintain that privilege. It's only fair to say that the American Automotive Policy Council, which represents the three historic U.S. producers, Ford, Chrysler, and GM, that it has been at the forefront of this debate. It seems very concerned about additional imports from Japan, yet one has to wonder if that concern is well-placed. The, the import tariff on cars from Japan has been only 2.5% for years and years. That's the, the general import tariff on cars from any country. It is higher on light trucks at 25%. But uh, it seems to me that, that as the auto industry has changed and so many Japanese and European car manufacturers now are, are making those cars in the United States, that the concerns of the the old line U.S. auto manufacturers are outdated. Dan Pearson is a senior fellow in trade policy studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.